0: anything like that. So if you head over to Airbnb and search Elk Cross and Getaway in the PA Wilds, you'll find my listing there and you can rent out my house. You send us a message, and inquiry that you're interested in it and mention that you heard it on the podcast here, then we'll get you 10% off of your first day. Are you an adventurer looking to take your hunt to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to East Meets West Hunt
1: with your host, Martonic.
2: I will just go ahead and do the intro. Go ahead. He'll go ahead. No, no, you got it, no. dog. You got it. It's your show.
0: <laughs> you started doing the <laughs> intro before I hit record. <laughs>
1: it sounded pretty good, though. Yeah. I think he's watched, watched your shows a time or two. He'll All listen. right,
2: Josh. Let's hear it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the next episode of East Meets West podcast. I'm joined today by Bo Martonic, your host, Zach
0: Markham with The Untamed, and myself, Josh Elderton with The Untamed. I'm joined by the whole untamed well not the whole untamed crew, but Zach's a new guest on here. Josh been been we've been trying to
2: get Zach on.
0: I know. Yeah. I know. And that's it's funny, I kinda gave up and then all of a sudden you're like, You got another headset? I'm like, Why? And he's like, Zach's coming. I was like, Well he decided
2: not to warm leg it this evening. Yeah. He does a lot of warm legging and it and it gets into podcast time and hunting time and well, me and Bo have been trying to catch up
1: with each other the last probably couple, couple of years. Times. Yeah, the last couple of times he's been down here in southern West Virginia. Yeah,
0: I thought Zach and I were going to become friends, and he just yeah. keeps avoiding me, <laughs> ghosting. I'm God. like, this is my second hometown. Yeah, at this point, I think the
1: last time we had dinner was the last right.
0: That was in 2021.
1: Yeah, that was the last time we got got, got up with each other here. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we spent some time in Nashville together, but
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. Last year in India on the lease but it was just you were going out to hunt i was going to hunt yeah yeah Yeah, something like that but it's good to be back down here it's funny that in 2021 you know when josh when you invited me down here i didn't i thought it was kind of like a one-time thing coming down and next thing you know i'm i'm trying to trying to get my residency
2: yeah I i thought she was moving down here last year
0: i know this this year though i didn't i didn't get down here in October, like I had planned it, I I really wanted to come down and then I just, I got focused on a deer in Pennsylvania and thinking I could kill him in October. And it just kept going day by day and day by day. And then next thing you know, I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta cut it off and I need to get, I need to go. I need to go down to to West Virginia. Like I had all these plans. Like, I, I mean, I only had three cameras up or whatever here or four, I guess. And, um, wanted to to switch out a couple of the conventional ones for, for some cell cameras and everything. And just, I don't even know if one of them, if the batteries are good or not, I'm not really sure, but I don't know. It's, it's fun to come down here for me and just, just get out there and hunt a little differently. Like I was, I was telling uh, Josh, Zach, I'd been sitting in a tree for 16 days straight. When I came down here, I was like, I want to do some ground hunt. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <A laughs> like, change the scenery. Yeah, I just want to do something a little different. Yeah.
2: So did this- the mountains in PA doesn't permit
0: like ground hunting. I mean, you can with gr- bow. You can ground hunt. I mean, my dad's killed probably half of his deer off the ground. Um, but it's not it's not spot and stock. More so, it's at least the way he does it is just still hunting and sneaking, coming through, and then like during the rut, he'll go into these clear cuts and these th- real thick areas and walk the logging roads, and then start snapping branches and grunting and that's, I can't tell you how many deer he shot frontal at less than 10 yards, you know, coming in at him. Yeah. And, uh, that's, that's kind of his strategy, you know. No, I mean,
2: it's just, it's the same way that
0: I hunt timber out down here. Yeah. It's, it's the same way when you hunt the timber. Yeah. 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 Cause when, when I, I don't, I haven't hunted the timber with you, but when we were scouting, you were kind of explaining how you. Yeah. It's go. more,
2: it's more of a steel hunt mm-hmm. and
0: kind of just sneaking and. Listening, listening, listening is the biggest part of it. The hardest part for me with with doing that is always like knowing when to go fast, when to go slow. You know, like the just that that's been something that's taken me a while to learn. and I definitely don't have it mastered by any means, but it's just like trying to you know cover the dead space. You know, because yep. if you if you go extremely slow the whole day, you don't get anywhere. But I don't know what what are your thoughts
2: on? Oh no, I mean speed and tempo. I always say to move uh, slow but deliberate. You know what I mean. You you want to stay at a pace. To, but if I see a, if I see through a, a bowl or a holler or drainage, and I glass it good and I feel comfortable, then I'm busting it through to the next point, to where I'm yep glassing and sitting still for a while, getting listening. But if I feel good about a uh, you know that drain or what i can see i get on through there and then start slowing down again and then listening you know biggest thing hunting timber now it's what i was telling zach i mean i hunted hard here the last two or three weeks and even in the days that has been real crunchy i mean we i don't know if you saw the forest fires this is the second go around forest fires they got put out last week in the storms and they fired right back up is that what that's the the haze yeah the, the haze yeah. and
0: stuff yesterday
2: yeah and uh um, it was terrible yeah man. it was way worse last week i mean really the yeah. whole lease was smoky
0: i could smell it i didn't yeah. know if it was something from the mines or no, was going on four fires um but last
2: week it was real crunchy and i ground hunted and then there, i can't remember if i ground hunted this week
0: but you did the day before i came down so it would have been yeah. on sun, or monday you did
2: yeah so it's you know you get out there and you and it's so crunchy that you're not really moving you're just listening and you really this time of year with this rut you know it's the mid november that's what you're listening for that's exactly right you're listening for chasing, and you can usually hear that whole top third of the hillside mm-hmm. if you're on the if you're hunting the ridge you hear either that the the full on chasing, you hear the grunting, uh, but I haven't been successful with any of that. That my whole year has been felt like a struggle. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's you know in the in the past like this year, the, I have struggled to see big deer. You know, in the past. I always seem to be able to find them, you know, and see them. Now, whether I get to capitalize on them or not, you know, it's on me, but I've struggled to even see big deer this year that we, that we want to shoot. I mean, we've seen deer and I've, you know, like last Wednesday when I called you and told you that there was some movement, you know, I think I saw four, what, 135 to 145 inch deer within a span of like two hours. Yeah, um, chasing and really acting like the rut, but like that's the only day that I've seen the rut, and that was on the eighth. Okay, yeah, and that was the only. That's the. Only, I mean, heard grunting this morning, but that was a year and a half old. Just
0: walking around grunting. Yeah, you guys always seem to be a little bit behind us in PA. Although I feel like we're kind of catching up a little bit. I was talking to my dad about it and everybody before I came down here that it seems like in the last five years, especially the big deer, like the biggest of the big are always moving from like this 13th, 14th through the 20th. Our season ends this Friday. So like even past our season into our bear season, which opens up Saturday, it's like, that's when the biggest ones like my especially for my cameras because normally the last couple of years i've been down here and then you know before that i i I was working so i'd only take off you know the first or the second week in november or whatever and i didn't hunt it a whole lot but my cameras are like the biggest one and and every area would move between like the 14th and 20th somewhere in that range just middle of the day just zombie walking you know that type yeah. of type of stuff going on but i mean these two weeks in PA, it was like, for me, I, I did see the one I was chasing. Um, and then saw another good one that I ended up getting a shot opportunity at, but they, that was the only really like really mature deer that I had seen. I did see a four year old that I, I don't want to say I passed on it because it was a, a quick opportunity, but I think I could have made it work out of the tree. And, uh, I just, and he was a, he was a good deer that I would have probably shot, but it was like, you know, day two of, I knew I had two weeks to hunt and I'm like, oh, I'm chasing this big one. If I, if I kill good deer, I can't kill great deer. And then, you know, the the end of the last week, I'm like, I, I really want that good deer to show back up, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of one of those things, but it, I don't know. It was, it was uh, it's been a, a struggle for me too. I mean, I, I had the best year that I've ever had for seeing buck's. I've seen a record number of spikes and a bunch of scrubs and, and smaller deer and just rut activity like crazy. But in, P- in Pennsylvania, I hadn't seen, I didn't, I don't know if I saw any that were actually seeking or like, just like cruising. I, uh, everything I was seeing is either full blown chasing or bucks that were lagging the chase that were coming through, you know, 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later. But
1: that's tough too. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, the the seeking is the that's – the, that's the part that you want to catch. Yeah. You know, that full-blown – especially when you've got a stick and string in your hand, that full-blown wide-open chase is hard to deal with. Because you don't know where they're going to go. You don't know where they're going to go. You might sit there days upon days not see nothing, and then just they blast through there on you. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's tough. Yeah.
2: I don't uh, – I, I mean, we've been in the woods every day. In different areas, the area that he and Shelby are hunting in—I mean, that's probably been the most activity that was oh, definitely that, the hottest that that, that we've seen—and it's on the other side of the county. But that's the debt. I mean, you know, we always see that every year, though. Different parts of the county are hitting, and, and different deer are hitting than where we're at. But even if we're at it, it's, it's been very spotty, and I don't know if it's because of the the, the vastness of it the major you know the amount of does we have. Yeah. That they're they don't have to move as much.
1: Well, I think that definitely plays a big factor in it.
2: Um I mean there's been some bucks killed. Um it seems like that there was deer seen yesterday and today. Yeah. Um so I, it, it might be like you said, we're behind and and it's starting to get good, but I honestly think like uh, you take last week, like the fifth or sixth, there always seems to be good activity there. And then went through like the eighth. And then from like the ninth to yesterday, it was like they had a lockdown phase.
0: Yep. Didn't see and they, much.
2: And they tended and stayed with the dose that they hit that hit early. And didn't, I mean, cameras were dead. I mean, when you check a couple of those valley fields that we hunt, you can go check those in the morning. It would pretty much tell you what the deer movement is. Yeah. Everywhere else, if there's no deer in a couple of the
0: valley fields, then you're probably not going to see very many deer. I, I was just I was just telling Josh when he's down here filming. I was telling him about you know the area and stuff, and I said that I was like yesterday when I was I was glassing the one valley field. I was like. I saw over a dozen does, a couple small bucks, but they weren't even like harassing the does. And I was like, in in that spot, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then it seemed like in the afternoon, things started picking up a little bit in some other places, some more cruising going on. And then today, there was, there was, seemed to be even a little bit more, even though the weather was hot, but it was just like, but still in that, and I don't, I, didn't, I guess I didn't glass that this morning to really be able Sean to. Sean did. Oh, Sean there was, did. There
2: was two does in that valley field this
0: really? morning. Well, yeah, and, and that that was something that that you had taught me was from that. You're like when you know, you watch you just you you continually go back and check these valley fills to see cuz then it's like, all right, now you know the does are there, so eventually those those bucks are going to show up. And I remember last year when I was here, you'd already killed your buck and I think you were uh you were hunting with Brody your son and i was down here by myself and i remember that last day that i was down here it was like madness going on there was bucks just locking up and fighting and all this stuff going on and there just wasn't there wasn't any shooters in there there's one i wanted to shoot and i tried you know to stretch them until i got cl- <laughs> until i got close and stocked stalk- in i was like but what are you doing? You're, you're you're trying to make him something that he's he's, he's not going to be till next year.
1: We've all been there. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a plus time, plus time one too many times on the
2: calculator.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: We we've all been there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and we've we talked about it on here before, but you know the our, our lease like having uh, a minimum for an eight point of 140 inches or anything that has more than eight points of 150 inches. That's that's a, that's a a really big deer, no matter how you look at it, Absolutely. you know, and that's that's hard to be able to find. The thing is, is the area has so so much potential to do that, and I, I mean, I think I'm even seeing it just after a couple of years of being here, and you know, this is the second year having that rule implemented, seeing some more big ones, especially in the last few days, kind of, and some of the ones guys are killing.
2: What what is your what is your you know, you're on you're on the property all the time, like me. And they've been on the property like in the past before we even had the lease, we, we hunted that property. But you've been down here three years. We won't talk about the acreage we have. How many one fifties do you think is on the lease? One fifties plus. Mm. Twenty. Do you think that that there's that many?
0: I think there,
1: there probably is in totality, you know.
0: Uh, I mean, I think four of them got killed already. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't, know. I, don't just, know. I was just thinking,
2: I'm thinking, what's your opinion? Because I don't, I, I think when you have a minimum of that 150, I mean, and what we're trying to do, that, we all know 150 inches of bone is a lot of bone.
0: Well, the thing, and, and with me saying that, I have none of them on my camera. But, but, but you. <laughs> 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 it's just an educated guess. Yeah. On bone. Yeah. It's a, just a, a, a guesstimation. I, I'm just like saying, you know, like, I don't know. I would
1: say it's you're close. I mean, in my opinion, when me and Josh talked about it um, here recently, and, and, you know, just based off of what we no yeah as, as in like hard evidence no um what we come up with is like seven
2: yeah but i i my opinion is there's one per thousand. One per thousand acres i know that's and there could now <coughs> sorry about spraying y'all uh and i know that that's that doesn't seem like a lot, um, but that's that's kind of my estimate. Now, one hundred twenty five to one hundred forty inch. There's oodles and boodles of, them. it's only going to get better and better. I mean, that's what we've seen in last year, just just, I mean, just two from last years. year, just from
1: last year to this year. Yeah, I mean, we've seen. You know, last year me and Josh was like, "God, we've got gobs." I mean, just on our cameras alone, and what we've seen out hunting, got gobs of 120 inch year, yeah, nice, yeah. nice, pretty little, say two and three year old bucks. Well, this year it's basically the same thing, but we're seeing they're they're the ones that you're like you're talking about. You yeah. just want to stretch just a little bit, yeah. You know? You're like, ugh. So next year, you know, the third year should really. That's the See things. Yeah, we've seen a couple. The deer that you seen get shot yesterday. Yeah, that deer, I had. He was all over me last year, late season, and then I've Uh, had him all this year. Yeah, he's had him down there. Um, Last year he was one thirty-five. This year he's probably. I don't. I didn't see him. I guess you've seen him. He's probably. I thought he was just based off pictures i thought he was mid 150s one low 150s that's
0: what that's what i would have thought um after seeing him in the tailgate i'd say high 140s yeah mid to high 140s that's what Wes told me, he told me today it was mid one mid
1: 140s one well and it, that's it, it looked like i mean he was he was really weak out there on on his well, grabs
0: where i think he didn't have mass yeah like that was and and like that's a really good deer. Like, I mean, his frame was great, oh, and that's what. And I and I told Josh. I said, if that would have been me in there, I would a hundred percent thought that. And it was almost gonna be me.
1: Yeah. Right. I, yeah.
0: I, I literally, for anyone that's listening, I I filmed it through my spotting scope. I'm like, big buck, and I have my my phone scope on and video, and I, I didn't have my base plate for my spotting scope, so I'm holding it on my tripod trying to focus in, and I'm shaking all over the I place. I think a
2: little nerves was getting to you there, too. Hey, hold on.
0: <laughs> and uh, then I looked. First
2: it, day in WVV, I got, he thought he was going to close uh, the I deal. Like,
0: I was like, I'm 45 hey, minutes in. Here we go. We Probably, talked about that yesterday, yeah, too. Yeah, like the luck's coming down. Here we go. It's year three. This is the closing of the story. It was That deer was dead before I knew it, and it really was. because and He
2: felt bad. He, he called me last night texted me called me today he said i thought for sure it was 150 i said like, dude i've looked at that deer and i'm telling you in the heat of the moment that's one of those deer oh we we talked yeah. about it i mean we, 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 we said if that deer made it over there during these two weeks that he would get killed zach and i said that a month ago because i
1: mean if you're not sitting there just and like i said i looked at the pictures of him I mean, we had gobs of pictures of him, and I still, in my mind, I thought he was low 150s looking at truck camera pictures. Yeah. I mean, you take a deer like that, spotting stalking on the ground during a rut. That's right. Something happens like that. That's right. You know.
2: Yeah. And that's what I told Wes. We mean, knew he was that deer. Heat of the moment. And there's Even several you. of them. You're like, hey, I got a shooter.
0: Oh, yeah, I sent, I sent Josh. Hey, something picture.
2: happened, man. He just took off running. I'm not even close to him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I was, hey, I think he got shot.
0: Well, no, yeah, I go, I go. he took off running. I was like, he took off running like he was shot. But I, had, I really didn't think that he actually got shot. But he and I was like, shot. I got to move. I was like, I got to get around. I went back to my truck and went to move and get up on another knob to glass back at this face. And I happened to run into a guy that was working up there. And I was just talking to him. And he's like, oh, did you see the the big white horn 10 point. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually looking for him right now. And he's like, oh, he's always over here and blah, blah, blah. And then another truck pulls up, which happened to be the guy that, that shot it. And then he's talking and he's says something about a 10 point. And I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, I was kind of saying it as like, Hey, I'm going to be in this, you know, area sort of deal. I said, there's a buck. I'm after he's over. here. He's like, well, I'd, I'm pretty sure I just shot him. I was like, no shit. So I pull out my phone. And I show him the video. He's like, "I'm right below your screen at that point." And he's like, "You see him looking back?" He goes, "He, he knew he's I was the there. Mini- yeah, he knew I was there." I was like, "Ah, that makes sense." That that makes sense, and I was Tough. yeah. So that was, and I, then yeah, then I c- come around, and and, and Mark's got a, a big one in the back of the truck. So I went and took pictures for him, and I'm like, I'm around a whole lot of dead big deer. I just I'm well, you just done not. the
1: same thing last year too. I
0: did. I've did.
1: You jumped right in with two, Bucky. Yeah, two year, yeah. Bucky
0: the year before too. Yeah,
1: two years in a row with Bucky.
0: Yeah, Bucky already said he's just he was waiting for me to come before he should luck. One. Yeah,
2: I think that uh, between Bucky and me and Zach. And, uh, we've all struggled. Yeah. Just,
1: just to find. That's been my struggle is, is finding, I mean, I found gobs of deer, seen gobs of deer, but finding that one, you know, to, I've got several that's borderline, but finding that, that one, um, it's
2: trying to find the deer that you look at and you say, he's a shooter. Like, there's no
1: adding inches,
2: no counting fingers. Yeah, there's no no double takes. And there's like, and and I really think that, that we will really enjoy the fruits of the labor next year and the year after. Yeah. Because you'll have deer that are five and a half, six years old. And that's really when they're going to blow up. That's the problem. That's the only problem with those mediocre bucks. Those not, not mediocre because they're great bucks, just like the one that was killed yesterday. Stud of a buck. You know, I'm happy with the 140-inch deer all the time. I've always been an opportunist. But we just felt like putting minimums on the lease to try to manage for big bucks and grow you
0: know Well, you have it, an it,
1: opportunity it, to do it so there's no sense in not doing it yeah you know what i'm saying I mean, you had
0: yeah that's it's pretty rare to have a large chunk of land well, you that have, you that, have control that's exactly over. right
1: you have that that large chunk of land that you can you know if you got if you got 100 acres and and you've got you you know you've got 150 inch minimum on it and then everybody around you is killing just shooting the shit out of everything you know what i mean it's not going to benefit. You're not going to be able to hold them. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to have the track of land that we've got, we can benefit from it. You know, it's, it's going to take a few down years, but um, that's right. In the end, well, you could benefit because you've got enough land to keep the outskirts. You know, obviously you're going to lose some on yeah. the outskirts, but majority is going to, you know, you're going to keep. Yeah.
2: If, if we could, if we can keep the leaf and, and, we could have, in and I firmly believe in three to four years, we could have a state record. Well, I think, I feel like... The genetics there, we just have to give them the, the time.
1: Yeah. The time, and I mean, I feel like, you know, just like we was talking about, you've got this year, last year it was 115, 122, and three-year-olds. This year, it's three- and four-year-olds that are 130s, 140s, 150, and... In a year, two more years, you're going to see. There's going to be multiple. There's potential for multiple booners. That's right, running around, not just one that everybody's chasing, you know, but potential to to have multiple. Um, that because, like right now, I don't.
2: I would say it'd be. There's there's probably a booner on the property, just because of the the vastness. I haven't seen him and nor have I heard about a boner. Most people are going to keep that secret, but yeah, I'm not, uh, anything. You're not going to tell us, but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> but
1: it's like, I'm only down here for like four days. I am not telling y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the, uh, but you
2: know, you could have in two or three years, you could have multiple boners. Like you got multiple one fifties right now. Um, it
1: will definitely make for a fun time. Yeah. I mean, it's a fun time now.
0: Oh, it's, I, yeah, Josh is down here filming and, you know, he also lives in Pennsylvania. So came down and tonight, you know, half hour before dark, we glassed up 150 some inch deer and he was just out there bumping does around and, and doing everything. And I went in for a stock, but have you ever wanted to have levi morgan andy may johnny stewart and others available at all times well you can with cyber scout from spartan forge cyber scout is like the chat gpt for outdoors men and women you can ask it any questions related to bow building scouting hunting survival and a whole lot more i think you'll be impressed with how it responds CyberScout is currently out now for a select group of early beta testers and will be available to the rest of you really soon. The entire app is a complete tool for planning your hunt with incredible aerial imagery, mapping, journaling, deer prediction, and some of the most accurate and detailed weather data. Use the code EASTMEETSWEST to save 20%, and if you're still on the fence, give the 14-day free trial a chance at SpartanForge.ai. CVA has been America's number one selling muzzleloader brand for over a decade. Hunting with a muzzleloader opens up a ton of hunting opportunities across the U.S., and I've been using the Acura series. But they don't only make badass muzzleloaders. Their line of centerfire rifles are great quality and not terrible on the wallet. The Cascade short barrel is ideal for tight quarters, deer drives, and quick shots in the big woods. You can check out their line of muzzleloaders, rifles and accessories for every season and every range at bpioutdoors.com/cva. If you use the code East Meets West 10, you'll get 10% off of all CVA products which includes rifles, muzzleloaders and accessories. Looking back, I probably really didn't have a prayer because he was on a mission. He hit 3 doe groups in 15 minutes. Oh, he was He, he, he was checked wouldn't. and they weren't ready and he's just like Heads up, hits this one. He's like little well, sniff, around and just like was going literally cruising, <laughs> and, literally cruising. And but like we saw that, and he and he's like, oh. and I'm like, yeah, that's, like I'm you know, t- now I've come here and have a little bit of more of expectations, like that's possible. But you know, growing up in Pennsylvania, it's like that's that's a once in a lifetime buck right. to to be able to see you know even see that and and be able to chase it. And it was just like wild that you know there he is and he, he just shows up and i just see these white horns you know sticking out of the the ditch and and it's just so wild too like there's when you look at that country and that reclaim mine the country that's the ticket what's that the the reclaim mines yeah you know well because it looks so open but it's not Mm-mm. you know it's it's so thick and you can look at the same country for three hours and then you and all of a sudden, a deer just pops up in the middle of it, and you're like, "What? <laughs> Where? Like, even if you're you're focused and you're looking down and you're doing, yeah, man, I, I, it, told Caden it just that blows my mind."
1: He was up there glassing. and I said, "You know, the you walked over me and Caden had been sitting there, or me and Jacob had been sitting yeah. there for an hour looking at this one face." Josh walk, He's over on this backside, so he gets done. He comes over to us. He's like, "Y'all see anything?" No. He sits down and literally. A minute. He says, oh, there's a deer. And I look over there, bare-eyed, and I can see this deer plain as day. And I was like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, it just moved to a particular right. way. And the sun hit, and then just there it is, you know. Um, but like you said, it's it looks open, but it's not. They have plenty of hiding spots. But what I was referring to there, meaning like the reclaim makes a difference you know, before that, you had it was just big timber. Yeah, and to get on the ground and have the opportunities like you said, you and Josh had there this evening, you didn't have very many of them opportunities. You know, because you you just you was in big timber. Yeah, um, but now, you know, with them reclaims, that it, it just opens up enough visual to where you can you can have them opportunities.
0: Yeah,
2: that's what we was talking about at lunch. That mining has done such positive things for the wildlife habitat here. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't, of course, I've not hunted areas, white tail hunted areas that a lot of people have, but I can't imagine. I, I do know that the, you know, the guys from THP have been here and they've hunted all over the country, hunting whitetails, and like they go on and on about the habitat here and the vegetation for whitetail habitat and i think that that's been a huge plus for the mining
1: our intern um he's pretty knowledgeable about he's from mississippi and he's all into that um, yeah he's biologist yeah and he's all into the proteins and i mean I, i walked up with a bunch of birds and i was cussing these birds he's like dude don't cuss them i was like what do you mean he said he, he said, "You know that's like twenty percent protein." I was like, <laughs> "What? What?" He, and he named it off what its scientific name was, and so he's pretty pretty knowledgeable about that kind of stuff. And he was like, "Dude," he said, "You all, it's amazing." He said, "The stuff that you all have naturally growing here that he said we will fertilize and everything to tr- try to get to grow in Mississippi for the deer."
0: Well, yeah, and and also one of the things that that I've noticed is like with a lot of these things, and correct me if I'm not using the right terms, but when you, when you go through and you reclaim the stuff or you put in a road and then you don't want it to be a road anymore, it's playing with clover.
2: Yeah. A lot of the wildlife mix is mainly clover. And then it has the winter weeds, the rise. Um, and then it's a, you know, a mix of red, white clover. Um, and then, you know, longleaf doesn't, I've tried plant longleaf brassicas and rapes and stuff. They're very hard to grow here. Turnips do good in this vegetation, uh, and clover does spectacular. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you you think about you're just talking about being able to see you. You take a valley field. A lot of people I don't know listen don't know what a valley field is. Explain what that is. It's it's actually a it's a valley or a holler that's been filled by the coal company, um, and to be able to set in one spot and actually glass that entire head of say a holler, you can't do that anywhere else. No, you, know? you can't. Yeah, you and know, PA, you can sit there on Onyx and you can or you know, you can look and, and you see you're on, you know, uh you're looking at the head of a of a holler or a big valley, but as far as actually seeing it all, you can't see it. No, you can't see. So that, that goes back to like Josh was talking about earlier. You know, they they dictate what the morning's gonna hold. A lot of times you go to them valley fields, and you're like, well, the deer's moving, because you can see that big of an area from one spot, and you can see what's going on.
0: Yeah, no, and and it's it's a funny story about the term valley fill when I first came down here. Called a field, me, field, field. It took me two years because I I, I wasn't the under, I wasn't understanding. And he was down to some <laughs> Oh man, I thought I just thought it was. You see, when like, I was younger, my I didn't brother, know it was my dialect. Well, I know I, 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 you, you say you say Valley Field, and 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 I was like, Valley Field, Valley Field. And I'm like, I'm searching on Google, you know, and it's like, <laughs> not, then all of a sudden it's like number 10 down there, Valley Field. I'm like, ah. He's Field he the down Valley.
2: This, uh, when he come down this summer, and we went out and did that, we did that interactive podcast. Yeah, yeah that was really good, by uh, the way. And – That was the first question we were going up. He was like, hey, man, it could be you. It could be me. But I'm not understanding what you're saying. (laughs) He said, are you saying Valley Field? I was like, no, Valley Field. He said, so Keith Robinson said, a field. I was like, no, a Valley Field, like F-I-L-L, like you feel something. They filled it up. They filled the valley up so it's a Valley Field. (laughs) <laughs> no, with the overburden from the mining. So uh, he was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Oh,
1: My brother used to, he, like, because when I was younger, yeah, you know, he's four years older than me. So he was more into the mining and stuff before I was. But I was still hunting, you know, up there all the time and stuff. He's like, I would call it a valley field. You know, that's yeah, just what we called it. And he, oh, it would just torment him. He'd be like, no, it's a valley field. I'm like. What's the difference?
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: but I finally figured it out and got, you know, figured out what why it was called that.
2: Yeah, it's just it's just terminology. I'm but trying
0: it, to I'm trying to figure out where the line that the accent starts because like we're really not that far apart. And I even, can tell you where it starts. Where's it start? Morgantown, West Virginia,
2: Route 50, Clarksburg.
0: Is that where it starts?
2: Yeah, that's the cutoff.
1: That's. <laughs> to <laughs> see what happens is I don't know if you know this or not but like out of state New Jersey PA out of state tuition at WVU is cheaper than a lot of in state tuition for them guys for Jersey guys and yep. even PA guys so they all bombard WVU because it's just cheaper tuition for them mm-hmm. and uh and so that I think that bleeds over cuz I've got I've got guys that that I went to school with Down here in Logan. They go to W V U. They come back from like for fall break or like Thanksgiving or something. And they're completely sound like Bo. I'm like (laughs) What the hell? You just left three months ago and you come back sound like Bo. What's what's going on here?
2: (laughs) Bo don't know. (laughs) I'm like
1: (laughs) So yeah, I think I think it's definitely right there around what he's saying Route fifty is just it's right there pretty much. Morgantown, West Virginia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I could, cause I wonder that because I've even went further south and it's not, it's not not the same accent. But I don't know. Everyone says that like my area, of Pennsylvania, that we have a Canadian accent. But then you go to then Pittsburgh, just has their own accent. The Yinsers. If you you that the Ewens, yinz yinz yeah yeah Ewens yeah. yeah we've got a neighbor John Eagle <laughs> yeah you know yeah
1: we've got a neighbor in Tennessee uh down there that that's what we call him is yun's yeah yeah i mean because that's like he's a super great guy but it that's what he says like all the time it's yun's got a nice boat over there yun's yun's had a big deer in the yard the other day you know yeah
2: <laughs> uh, that's just part of it i guess
0: yeah no it's funny but you know going back to the the deer thing one thing also that happened yesterday that Yesterday was one of those days that could have been epic for me that just didn't pan out. So you know, I get, I get, I'm taking, I'm, I'm the photographer. I'm taking these pictures. You know, I'm, you know, catching up with some guys on the lease I hadn't seen the year, having lunch. I'm like, you know, I'm, better get up to my spot. I said, I know these bucks traveled through here during the ruts, Topo Hub last year during these dates. It was money, but I wasn't sitting you here there. <laughs> so I go up there. I get up there and I'm, I'm walking in and my, my cell cam goes off and the buck that I was there to hunt was walking through there. And I, so 15 minutes later, I'm sitting there, but two o'clock in the afternoon, you know, it just goes right through. I'm like, you know, he's 140 some and in, 140 inch eight point or whatever. He looks the exact same as last year. You know, yeah. we all, we're all yeah. hunting I the remember same, the same area. He you know, cr- watch crazy. Is that
1: up there on top? Like, why would a deer be up there? But they are.
0: They are. Yeah.
1: You know. But you would think it because that's the highest knob around, basically. Yeah. Um. You would think you know they would be more down on them on the benches below on either side. Yeah.
2: But they're not. They run that ridge line. I think they run that ridge line this time of year because that's a that's a east west ridge, right? Or is that a north-south, That's a north-south Is ridge. it a north-south mm-hmm. ridge? So they're probably running that ridge on the easterly or, or westerly wind right now, just cruising, catching,
0: catching as much as they can. And then they dive off. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, you guys have cameras below me and we were just talking, you know, yesterday about that specific deer hit two of my cameras and, 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 and then twice. showed up at And then showed it yours twice and actually hit one of mine twice. And th- we were looking at the timestamps, and it was like he just went, you know, to run down, went up, back across, and it was just. It he
2: was, ran the route twice yesterday. He made that circle. Made that yeah. same circle. And made that the same that, then circle.
0: Then here, here comes old Bo, comes, you know, running and He's done by that point. He's like, <laughs> I got to lay down. I've been yeah. running all day up here. I got to stop. But one thing I, th- I think, too, and it was something also I learned, Yesterday by accident, but I was trying to figure out a place because I couldn't get in a tree anywhere. So I was like trying to set up on the ground, tuck into some brush, and there was a berm before it dropped off, real steep. And I jumped up on that berm, and my thermals were pulling down. or shaded there, and three does blew out about a hundred foot down, bedded on some real steep stuff on this side hill. And I'm like, you know, thinking about it, during the day, the thermals are blowing up and stuff, you know that that buck and cruise at that top smell everything down below him and if he, he smells something he, he, he wants to taste you know he drops down over right. and like is able to do that and that so that that made a little bit of sense as and far as he stays as,
1: up there out of danger you know he's, yeah. he's got the best visual everything up there yeah
0: no 100 percent. no it's 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 pretty interesting and like until bo hides in a bush until i yeah oh man it was so, we, yeah, me and Josh went there this morning, and uh, and we did see, we saw the dough that I've been looking for. Was, you probably know her piebald doe. Last year at this time, she, she got, came into heat. And she got, that's, that's the, the those that buck Bucky got buckies, kill, yeah that got buck killed, yeah. Yeah, they got buck, so I'm, like, watching her like a hawk. I'm, like, <laughs> she's in my area. That's you. The boys are coming <laughs> to town. That's my and bitch. So, like. She, she's, you know, I saw her, I gave her a little wave. She might've took off, you know, maybe she saw me. She definitely saw me. She was sitting there in front of the blind, you know, when we were, we were sneaking in at light, you know, I was like, cause it's kind of one of those spots and you know, Josh was actually the one that was telling me, he's like, maybe might want to go in at light there at first because you, you don't know where the deer are on the ridge at that point where at least you can kind of play the wind a little bit when it's light and kind of hunt your way in right and um she just happened to be hanging out there at that time and you know she looked back and i was like and then then my camera showed there was actually four bucks there right at shooting light and, or a little bit before I couldn't tell if the one was there was there was an eight there that looked good but you, you, my camera's kind of far away from the trail so you couldn't really exactly tell but they were all heading out um off the ridge of the points at that point so I don't know where where they exactly w- would have went from there but we sat until 11 or whatever and didn't didn't see anything but um but yeah I saw her and I was like all right <laughs> we're in the chips right <laughs> now this is well, that's
2: the same thing I did this morning. I went in at
0: gray light
2: just to be able to see and then pick out. Once I got to the area, I was going to hunt, you know, drop milkweed and see exactly what the wind was doing because it was kind of funky because I was needing more easterly, and it was kind of blowing more. It was southeast, but there was some gust of strong south. and But it worked out because we had those deer... I mean, we got caught with our pants down. We were climbing the tree, and Caden was on the ground. And I was like, hey, I hear a deer over here. They were running. And I heard a grunt. And I was like, hook my bow up. Hook my bow up. Get the camera ready. And I was jerking the bow up. And the bow was halfway up. And he said, he's on the berm. I said, get the camera. I said, I'll get my bow up. And then... He kind of went over the berm, and then I said, come on, come on, get up here. So Caden got halfway up the tree, and I said, stop. Get the camera. So Caden's hanging <laughs> off the sticks. We had this
1: exact scenario, me and Shelby, but it was vice versa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? so Shelby the was same coming thing up, and I, I was already up, and she, I was like, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then I was like, oh, stop, 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 stop. Come on, come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, today they did, and... uh. <laughs> so but it, we, we i mean it was a good morning i mean i just there's a group of does that have stayed on that ridge for you know six or eight weeks and, yeah they've been laying in there and uh there's not been any chasing and it you know this is the time like you expect for a shooter to show up big movie just to come yeah, walking you know out of, the, out of that woods and and come and check those does and that's the only thing i'm betting on i mean like i said it's uh i've struggled for sure i mean it, mentally sleep deprivation been sick the last four or five days just getting over it and still hunting it's like i even thought talk, i talked to you and it's like can you try to hunt too hard? Can you try hard too hard? I mean, is there such a thing? Well, we've it?
1: always even said that turkey hunt.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's been several times.
1: me mean, him both have been like, "Hey, we're gonna back up and punt." Yeah, you know what I mean? Because we've just been just grind, 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 and you know the turkeys are there, and, you, and you're just then you start seeing yourself making mistakes that yeah. you normally wouldn't. You start yeah. pushing and doing stuff that you you look back and you're like, "Why the hell did I do that? That was dumb." You know what yeah. I mean? Not so much like in your case, like this evening, but like you said, looking back now, shot in the dark. Yeah, to oh yeah, probably catch that buck. But you know, you just
0: you knew that. You know, yeah. you see that now. But like and I played it, it really was. That's exactly. Yeah, you didn't, didn't make a I mistake. Wasn't, I wasn't. I, I made sure my win was good, and, and that's it. And when and Josh was out there watching me, he's like, "Man, I thought you would have been over, you know, over to this spot quicker." And it was just like. I just couldn't get to a spot where I didn't think they were either gonna see me or smell me, so I was just like continually bouncing and I was like and I realized I wasn't really getting anywhere, but I was like if I just stay in the game, who knows? He could kick a doe back and they run this way right. and I just kinda, you know you know, hung out on fringes well, and The thing that you're hoping
2: you saw him at dark this evening. You're gonna see, you know, he's probably gonna be in there in the morning. Yeah. And he's probably going to be checking the same sets of does that he was checking this evening to see if one of them is coming heat, and one of them is going. Oh, he'll be right in there. Yeah, he's going to be right in that same area in the morning. I mean, that's what he's going to run. Now, if you would have just blasted your way in there on the ground, blowed him out, and blowed him out scent bumping, not saying that that deer is not going to come back. I've never said that because I think, I think that the deer, when you scent bump them or if you sight bump them out, I don't think that those deer. Everybody says, "Oh, they they ran out of the county." No, they ran to safety. They ran as far as you would run if something was running you, and as soon as that stopped running you, you'd stop. Yeah, and that's what I. But I feel like if scent bumping them. That deer might not have come back to that area tomorrow. He'll be back maybe Friday.
0: Well, yeah, and think about it. It's like all right, you go to So a, you didn't bombard, you didn't just
1: You go to a bar the difference in bumping one and pushing.
0: Yeah. Well you go to you go to a bar and it's like all right, some one guy starts, you know, talking shit to you and starts getting in your face and going stuff. You don't just abandon that bar altogether. You know right. what I mean? It's like all right, you <clears> might Think about it a few days and be like, all right. But you if know, you go
1: back a couple more times and it and it's yeah, the same scenario. Yeah, you
0: start you start getting harassed, you start getting bullied. <laughs> well maybe I'm gonna go to a different bar. Yeah. And <laughs> hang out. You know what I mean? Like that's or, or or you stand up and fight and i you know i'd li- love a buck to have that attitude and, but uh that's that's <laughs> normally not the case with white that's right um but no i i and one thing i think i learned a lot this year because i did bump some deer uh, um in, in pennsylvania but was it didn't seem to bother them from sound in sight even more so wind seems to to me affect them a little bit more than you sound or sight i think that if you
2: if you bump on sound or sight that that buck's going to probably be right there yeah i think it's more detrimental when you scent bump them Mm -hmm. that that affects them more and they'll be gone you know they'll they're not leaving the country they're coming back there but it might be two three days before they're back on a scent if they catch your scent that's why, I,
0: you know. Well, I'm shooting a new bow this year, and I am pumped. After playing around with the Buddy's Hoyt RX-8, the smile on my face made the decision for me. The first thing I noticed with the new Hoyts were their extremely smooth draw cycles and the ability to adjust the back wall to make it rock solid like I prefer. I outfitted my own RX-8 with the inline accessories That made installation extremely easy and balanced out the bow. My favorite accessory so far is a simple one. It's the Sticks 2.0 adjustable legs to make your bow like a tripod, but it doesn't interfere with any part of the bow or the limbs or anything like that. In addition, the integrated kickstand within the HBX Exact Cams protect your string from excess wear when you put your cam into the dirt. Ground hunting or spot and stalk just got easier. If you want to experience what I'm talking about, head to your nearest Hoyt dealer and take a test drive yourself. You can learn more at Hoyt.com. The Mobile Hunters Expo is a consumer-based hunting show unlike any other. It provides an interactive learning experience where you can try all things mobile hunting and learn from the best in the business. Come experience an unbiased, community-based environment where you can improve your hunting skills and find the right equipment for your needs. I'll be speaking at the Nor'easter Show in Mannheim, Pennsylvania, at Spooky Nook Sports from August ninth to eleventh, twenty twenty four. So come check it out, uh, or either of the other shows in uh, Michigan and Georgia. You can purchase tickets online at themobilehuntersexpo dot com or grab tickets at the door. I'll see you there.
2: I mean, talking about sense, just a whole different thing. But I mean. When you're on the ground, you learn this after three years. That if you're not continuously checking the wind and the thermals, like you're out.
0: Yeah,
1: it just amazes me, people, and there's a lot of people that don't <laughs> that don't really know or check the thermals. And you know what I mean? Like they just. Yeah. It's it just, just m- like Josh's deer last year that he killed. You know, the if I would show you on a map. A wind direction and where he killed that deer at, and what what wind direction that was that particular evening, you'd say there's no way he killed that deer there. But when you throw a piece of milkweed out and watch what it done that
2: evening, it would, like he said, it would go out. It'd blow right to him. Maybe I had 25 yards. It'd go to him 10 yards and it'd dive down and it'd suck right back under me. Yeah. There all evening from. But the deer started moving at 3 o'clock. A deer never smelled us because everything was sucking. I mean, it it would make you nervous. I threw milkweed for 30 minutes before I decided a tree because the shit was just going everywhere. I mean, I was taking a whole pouch, and I was just throwing (laughs) it everywhere. And it was just swirl. Alex said, man, we just need to leave. He said, it's bad. I said, no, we're going to figure it out. And I just kept on dropping it. And it when I got to a certain area to the edge, it started all just sucking down. I said, "We're getting in that pawpaw tree right there." He's like, "It's blowing right to the heat to the knob to the thicket." I said, "It ain't gonna ever make it there." And we got up in a tree, and it was crazy. It shoot out there to the knob, and it suck right back under, us and yeah, go out. That's just like this. See, <clears throat> um, I know I texted you about it.
1: I said this the wind blowing Mm. right across this pipeline. I'm hunting this big ridge system. It's an old pipeline cut, you know, through there. But the wind, when I first got in there, I checked the wind and it was blowing. It was actually blowing towards the north, which is what we needed. Um, Blowing south would take our wind right across the pipeline. And the deer used that pipeline. So it was, but like, hour and a half before dark, the wind kind of picked up, and that's when that, that south wind that was that was listed on the Weather Channel, that's where it was coming from, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it wasn't <laughs> good. But I was debating whether to actually just get down. I kept throwing milkweed, kept throwing milkweed, and I was watching it. And I guess where we're right on top of that ridge system, and it's steep on both sides, that milkweed, I would toss it, and it would go s- straight up. And you could, I could watch it. It was, I mean, we was probably 18 feet in the tree and it would go 30 or 40 feet up in the, like, just, I don't know if it was where it was coming. The wind was coming and hitting that ridge where it was steep. Yeah, like ramping and, it. And, and literally ramping that. But after I seen that, I was like, oh, we're good. And then we literally had deer 10 yards directly, what you would think was downwind of us. Uh, but throwing that milkweed up in there and then just watching it. Phew
0: yeah it's it's so crazy like depending on the spot it's like and i'm continuously learning it because i I don't know a lot of times till i go in and try it but like some places i want higher winds because it gives a more consistent prevailing wind Mm -hmm. and if you're on top like especially if you're on top for me I, i like a steadier wind that's coming across we had it this morning and we had the perfect wind all morning exactly what they were calling for i mean to a T where we were at. And, uh, but then like, you know, where in Pennsylvania, I like to hunt a lot of crick bottoms. I can't hunt crick bottoms on a high wind because it's just going to swirl. It's going to do everything. Do all kinds of crazy. Stuff. And I want to, you know, just a soft, you know, thermal pull that's coming down and sitting on the water and, and ripping down there where, you know, up on top when it's soft like that and it's not real windy, and it starts swirling. Right. A little, it starts swirling, so it's like it really depends on the situation. And and there's a lot of times where I'm completely wrong and just don't don't know like what until I get in there and try it. Like there was that the spot and and I kind of skipped over it a little bit and, I, and I'll talk about it um, some more later. But where I had a shot opportunity in Pennsylvania, where. It was a bottom, but it was a big bottom, real flat, big bottom, beaver pond there, some blowdowns, and the wind was supposed to be coming out northwest, so I got on the southeast side, and I knew doe bedded in this these blowdowns, but it was pretty windy, but the bottom was wide enough that it wasn't going to create all this, you know, swirling. It was just kind of like a rolling and then just super flat for, you know, 250 yards across that bottom and you know I got set up right on the bank and it was just pulling right in my face and that's that's what happened you know that that buck came right around the bottom of that of those blowdowns and came up through but you know the this the story of that and Josh heard about Zach probably hasn't and so what ended up happening was it was just getting, I mean, there was like 20 minutes of legal shooting light left, but it was getting kind of dark, you know, as it was coming through. And I had heard some crashing going on, just like a bunch of noise and some grunting. And I had been hearing on the other side of the creek, there was two spikes just going at it, which has to be the worst battle, two spikes. <laughs> you know, you're going to poke eyeballs it's out rough. with that kind of <laughs> stuff. And th- I mean, they were they were getting after it, but I heard one that sounded like on this side of the creek, so I got out my grunt call and just started going at it with him and then all of a sudden I hear coming and he comes across and, and comes up and I was like one of these things where I was like it's it's kind of getting a little bit gray light there and I'm like is that is that you know is that a, a big deer that I want to shoot and that hesitation you know can screw you sometimes and you know it came past my perfect spot that I had at like 17 yards and then I, I saw these big G2s and, and you good that, beams. Oh, and I'm like, shit. All right, here he, uh, so I, I draw back, which is too late to even be drawn back at that point. And he goes up, and I stop him, and he ended up being about 24 yards. I thought it was 20, and but he was quartering away pretty hard. And I just aimed for that opposite shoulder, and I shot. And I was like, dead deer. You know, he mule kicked, ran out 40 yards, and uh, stops And he just stopped there for a while, but I couldn't really see him very good. And I'm watching, I'm watching. I knocked another arrow. And I'm like, if I get another opportunity, I'm obviously going to shoot him. And it starts dying down the light a little bit. And all of a sudden, I see my nocturnal down at his feet hanging down. And I'm like, man, did that arrow bounce out of him? Like, what, you know, what happened? At that point, I didn't know. And he walked around, and I lost him in the blowdowns. And I thought that he might've bedded down. So I waited in that tree two hours after dark. And then when the wind really picked up, I just snuck down and just dropped down across the Creek went out. And I was like, I got to give him till morning. It's going to be cold came in. Well, I I called three blood trackers that I know one wasn't even from the state, but I just want to get his opinion. They're on a ton of blood trails and I was filming, but typical bow cell filming as soon as he went that through the frame, as soon as he went through the frame, and his back leg just got out of it, that's when I shot. <laughs> you know, like as he came through, and uh, so I, I, you know, I couldn't see, and I, and I started, you know, the reaction, you know, the mule kick, and then he runs out, and he stops, and then just walks away, and and the one guy said to me, he goes, "You hit him in the shoulder," and I was like, "There's no way," I said. I felt so good about that shot. I said, "I." I maybe the opposite shoulder. He's like, no, I think you hit shoulder. And he's like, but blood will tell you tomorrow. He's like send me pictures. And the other blood trackers that I had locally weren't available at the time. So I just went in with my dad and my brother and the next morning and we went in he didn't bed down where I thought he did. I just lost sight of the nocturnal and he kept walking real good blood about right where he st- stopped. Cause you know, I hit, you know, I hit from the point of impact, there was no blood, but I knew where he went to. I found the blood, Big piles of it. Sent a picture to, to Damon, who actually I just had on the podcast there a few weeks ago, Damon Bungard. And he's like, that's muscle. And he's like, there's big bubbles in there. He's like, it's not the little lung blood bubble. He goes, "There's big bubbles. That's muscle. And he's like, but, you know, obviously keep trying. So I, I ended up following it for... 500 yards he never slowed down never stopped never act like and the way he explained to me it was like it's like you just punch someone in the shoulder as hard as you can you know it stings he's like that but that you know that deer's you know most likely you know going to be fine yeah but i still i'm still struggling with figuring out where i exactly hit um because like i said i i was even a little ways off the shoulder i, I and i've always and it doesn't matter really. In, in my opinion, each broadhead, whether it's fixed or expandable has their pros and their cons. And you just got to understand it. And I've used fixed my entire life. I uh, use an expandable here. And I think I probably shouldn't have taken that, that hard quarter away shot That's because, you know, an angle. Uh, Lee Ellis, um, sequel one was telling me he had the same, same thing happen where he believes that he might even have skimmed off the ribs and it went into the, the shoulder just because of that angle I, I don't know. I, it's all speculation at this point, but I, from, from the looks of it, I got like no penetration. It was just like hanging there. Like it just hit a brick wall.
2: Did the, um, golly, the old boy just did a broadhead test on piece of plywood. You 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 know who I'm talking about, um, uh, with Kefaro.
0: Oh, Aaron Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. I just listened to that.
2: Yeah. Three hour podcast. Did you see
0: the difference, though,
2: when he added a piece of carpet to the plywood? No, I, I didn't oh, watch it. You haven't it yet. seen it. No, I just, I just oh, listened yeah. to the one. So he shoots at that. a 30, 30 degree angle, okay, which is steep. Yeah. Uh, and they all skip. None of them dig. They all skip in. So I mean, it'd be like hitting a rib and kind of just deflecting. But like when he added a piece of carpet skin. Then he started getting penetration. Like it, had to, I, I, I've never had an expandable. I've shot expandables my whole life. I've never had an expandable deflect deflect off a rib, but I've never shot thirty degrees or more either. Yeah, um, I can see it maybe happening, but like when he put a, a thin piece of carpet, like fur, on the plywood, it started digging in it. Yeah, you know. The, um, it, it's, it's, he doesn't do anything half ass. Yeah. I mean, it's a te- I mean, he tests like 30 broadheads. Oh
0: yeah. No, I, mean, I it's, listened it's, to the uh, podcast he did with the other guy and they, it went for three and three hours and something. It was super informational yeah. to, to be able to, and, and again, it comes down to, it's like expandables you know you're gonna get bigger blood trail and that's one of the reasons I went to it because I've been using fixed blades and I know I can crush shoulders when I need to but sometimes I have great blood trails other times I don't have much of anything and I just wanted a little bit you know more and so you can kind of go back and forth on that but I I just man I don't know it just it burns me and then like over the last few years I've made a few shots like that and I just I, I hate doing that and i also just hate like i don't know i just feel like i lose so much confidence when when that happens and it's like not from a lack of practice or anything and i and i actually i didn't feel like i blacked out and you know couldn't remember what was going on like in my mind i thought that deer was as good as dead Yeah. yeah and you know listening back i mean one thing i did have on footage was having a shotgun mic was the audio and my dad's like that was a pretty loud whack you know, I was like, I oh, don't know. I thought the air was releasing from the lungs. He's like, that—that no, no, that was the smack. smack. Yeah, and uh, so that was that was interesting to be able to to hear back on it. But I don't know if that uh, that was kind of a little bit of a crusher there.
2: So. Uh, I mean, that happens though. When yeah. you
1: <clears throat> you was talking about broadheads, I know I give Josh down the road all the time over his big expandables. You know. I shoot a fixed blade now. I used to shoot an expandable. Still like expandables, but I had an expandable fail one time, and that's why I went fixed blades. Yeah. Um, And failing, I was fortunate enough to recover the animal, but it was the craziest thing, you know, as far as in – like, I felt like you, with that confidence – Yep. Um, just, there was no question. Like I smoked this deer. I knew it. Luminoc just disappeared. Perfect right behind the shoulder. Um, and we give him a little bit of time when tracking him. Couldn't, it wasn't what we expected. Um, what I expected, Um uh, minimal blood, not good blood. Um, you know, it just got worse and worse and worse. And then Ended up jumping this deer. So he jumps, runs about 20 yards, hits a beech tree. Both horns fall off. This is true. Both horns fall off. And then he falls over dead. So anyway, we go get him and i'm <laughs>
2: yeah arrow didn't kill him by god No,
1: the beech tree did the beech tree got him so, well we go down there and get him and i'm careful to because i want to see like i'm i'm nosy we've done this with jay the with the Jay's other, yeah i just you know just and it and it helps to learn that kind of stuff mm-hmm. people don't understand like when you a lot of people just go to gutting you know and just whack and take your time and, and see what you see what's in there you know what i mean see what you hit um and we done that, and I clipped the very top of the entry side of one lung. This is dead broadside, 30 yards, flat out of a blind on the ground. And I clipped the top of one lung on the entry side. Never did find the broadhead side of the arrow. The arrow broke off, like, say, midway. Um, and I found the fletching end because it had the luminock on it. Yeah. So, anyways, I got it. Found that I'd barely snipped that one lung. And I got the deer laying on his back. And I look, after I get everything out, the broadhead is stuck in the bottom of that deer's spine. Like, as if he was standing on his back legs like a bear would. And you would shoot him right right there in the chest. So, what happened is when the arrow hit, for some reason, it deflected and went straight up huh. as it hit the deer dead broadside it kicked straight up and stuck in the bottom of the deer's spine and from that point on that's when i said i'm i'm out on expandables
2: the reason well i'm confident in expandables is why i shoot them yeah and i was too they they they, they killed 95 percent of the animals that i've shot It doesn't matter if you're shooting a fixed blade or expandable. If you make a good shot, hey, now, the deer's
0: dead. Maybe some of us like to you know toe that line a little bit.
2: I'm just saying if you make a uh, if you make a mediocre shot, yeah, I feel way more confident in recovering an animal that's been shot with an expandable and mediocre shot, especially if it's a back.
0: Yep. Uh, now, for, now
2: forward, forward, you're going to want that fixed blade. Yep. a mediocre shot towards the shoulder. You, you want, want fixed blade? Fixed. I agree with that. Yeah. For me, if I miss, I'm usually shooting back. I know that. Yeah. Because I don't ever aim. I make sure. I mean, if you go back and watch our videos, most of mine are mid back. I don't even go for the seam. I don't go for the heart. I go for double lungs. Yep, that's what I shoot for. I shoot for that lung shot. I don't ever, I don't ever want to fool with that front side because I know, or well, you don't have the equipment for it. That's right. I mean, I've got my kinetic energy is as high as anybody shooting a 2 blade, a fixed blade, but I know what those two blades do. I mean, the fixed blades do come to bone i'm not going to do that with expandable so if i miss i'm missing back and i feel comfortable with an expandable shooting back because it's going to cause more damage than a one inch cutting circumference or an inch and a quarter or you know inch and an eighth of what is most of your fixed blades yeah you know, and they're zipping right through. If you hit if you hit a deer back and you don't hit bone with the fixed blade, I mean, it's zipping
0: through. You a know, a lot
1: of times they don't even know what hit them. <clears throat> that's right. Literally. It's just
0: zipping right through, and it's not ripping anything. It's well, just... that's that's the one of the problems that that I've found is like, I love the Iron Will broadheads. I've used them for the last six years, and the thing is, sometimes I literally think they're zipping through so fast and they're so sharp and cutting that it just makes a slice. And it just kind of, I don't know if it Gets really right seals up, but it just, it kind of does. And and you don't see, and you can have a really good shot and not have much blood, but then you make the same shot a second time and you have a lot more, but, and I've heard other people have the same thing. Now I i use the wide ones now or, or inch and three eighths fixed blade, which is a pretty so big. So right
2: at, right under an inch and a half.
0: Yeah. So that's a pretty, pretty that's, good. That's a big. And then the two little bleeders on it too. So there's, it's a pretty big fixed blade and I got them to fly good out to 60 so like i that 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 broadhead's kind of what that that's my primary one i'm using now but yeah i don't know it it's for me and it's funny you said about hitting back whenever i've made a bad shot typically in the past it's been back and that's why that's why i was like oh might as well use expandables and it's like (laughs) do that and it's like oh let's slam the shoulder now (laughs) let's 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 completely change that over it's like
2: when you when you like i've i I'm a hundred percent confident. If I hit one back with an expandable, I'm going to find that deer. It's just a,
1: it goes to a, a tracking experience, experience tracking yeah. and,
2: and time giving it. Yeah, learning. You know, we yeah. got a Jay's deer. He made a mediocre shot. I thought he he was straight punch. And Zach was he was saying, man, he said I think he clipped the liver. I was like, I don't know it. It looked pretty, you know, back in that bottom triangle for the, where the paunch is right before I said, hopefully towards diaphragm. Uh, but when we gutted him, he clipped about that much inside the about back, inch maybe back wall of the liver. But it was like you said, it zipped right through the liver and didn't cause any damage. Yeah. The liver was, the deer was going to die. Yeah. But he didn't cause any damage. If you know, if that would have been a, a two-inch expandable, one he would have ripped the punch when he went through and wouldn't have put just a one-inch slice in the punch. Yeah. But it would have ripped all that and caused so much pain. Using?
0: You have the two and two point three inch. 3 oh, he's 3. got something just absolutely extreme. Yeah, you got a fixed blade on the front, and then you got yeah. It's
2: it's 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 called a Rage Extreme. It's got a two and a half. Inch. Is it
0: called an Extreme? Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's called the Rage Extreme. It's got a two and a half inch.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're uh, meat cutting diameter. You know, I remember Grim Reaper did that a while back where they had like the hybrid. That's what I shot a hybrid. It was a Muzzy Trocar hybrid. What it was when you had the mess up? Yes, really. That's exactly what it was.
2: Yeah. Now, okay, I, had I, like I had a mess. Yeah. I, I did too. Know. I'm telling you, those extremes kill. Now, last year, I will tell you. And and Zach was like, "I told you, I told you, you need to go to fixed blades." I'm always that guy. It's like I you told you so, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and him and Jay shoot fixed blades, but you know, I was we'd got on some wild boar, and had a hog. Uh, Zach was filming me,
1: read the script,
2: twenty five yard shot, hogs dead. I mean, that's a chip shot, no big deal. I pull back, hold on him, pull, and I'm not kidding you, <laughs> I looked at Zach, I said, I hit that hog. He's like, you did, he said, but the arrow hit him sideways. My arrow takes off and it's like five foot over at the hog, then it comes in sideways and slaps him in the back. Literally I Literally I- slaps the hog. <laughs> he takes off i said i said i hit him he's like oh yeah you hit him yeah you slapped him he said your broadhead didn't hit him well i he had a gopro on the camera to get a second angle of me pulling back when he's filming yeah we went back and looked at it and as we were because we we were watching these hawks and we had to run and get set up a blade of grass or something caught one of the blades and yeah. it showed one of the big one extreme of those, blades. One of the big was extremes dangling. was dangling, and I shot with it. Dangling. expanded. Yeah. And I mean, you talking about throwing her for a Kirk screw, by God. They did, literally, I mean, it went <laughs> like that. Uh, and it hit, it slapped It slapped the, the, hog, the hog sideways. sideways. <laughs> At 25 yards, it, it had that much effect on it. Yeah. And that, you know, And at that
1: point, he said, like, he said some words that probably won't go on this podcast, but it was, F these broadheads, I'll I'll break every one of them, blah, blah, blah. And (laughs) and he was sold on fixed blades from that point on. Especially (laughs)
2: because, you know, the night before, he kills a big boar hog. Big boar. And he shoots it frontal at 10 steps. And, I mean, kills him in 20 yards with that single babble and i mean it doesn't pass through him obviously because i mean them wild boar they're just tougher than hell but he went right in and pierced his heart and he was dead and i was like and then that happened to me and i was like i'm going to fix blades and they were like yeah but then i couldn't even bring myself to it this year <laughs> this year comes nope no nope. and nope. then i had all kinds of problems getting them tuned in
1: he had another one <laughs> so he sent he sends this yeah this year this year He's on, like, he's kind of hybrid deer hunting. If a hog comes in, great, you know. So him and, who was it? Who was Jacob. It? Jacob? We
2: on the ground.
1: They was on the ground, edge of dark. Wham, he shoots. He's like, yeah, I shot the hog and missed it this evening. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So he sends me the clip. I watch it, and I'm like.
2: He said, dude.
1: I said, did you shoot your broadhead, Josh? He was like, yeah. I said, you're lying. He said, no, I'm not. I did shoot him. I said, you were lying. He said, no, I really, he said, I shot him. I said, you shot the broadhead that you shot at that hog. You shot it into the target. Yes. I said, dude, he said, it was just, it was low light and, you know, had some problem. blah, blah, blah. It was tough to see. He said, I just shot low. I said, Josh, watch the video again. You didn't shoot low. I said, that arrow nosedived bad and come to find out. After shooting his, you know, his bow was tuned. He shot his broadheads, but then I think this is what it was: you, you your bow was out of time. Yeah. Your string, oh yeah, stretch. you told
0: me. Dude,
2: about I had I
1: had, a bunch of problems out of it. I mean, it just seemed like everything. It was a couple of little things that just compounded com- into yeah. a big, bad it broadhead. It, it took
2: like three days to get it tuned back in to where i was shooting darts again and then you got shooting
0: darts you threw it on top of your jeep and then drove down the road and let it drag on the pavement and,
2: yeah. yep that was it yep.
0: yeah yeah you are having a good year i you kind of make me feel a little bit better about mine at this point
2: no i <laughs> dude
0: <laughs> i'm just kidding
2: i've had a great year i've got to hunt with brody the days he's been off what i mean what we do what anybody does that's out here filming and stuff, it ain't all hand jobs and ice cream. It ain't easy. I mean, it's, it's, it's a simple fact. Yeah. I mean, no, I hear you. uh, it's not easy to kill deer year in, year out. Um, we had a great, our whole group had an exceptional year last year. We still got a lot of hunting to do this year and I'm sure we'll, we'll all, you know, find success. But when you're hunting, I mean, I think that, um, uh, I think there, I was in 13, 15 days straight. And when you're hunting like that and you're not seeing big deer, I mean, I was going out and getting, oh, like zero deer. <laughs> That's what I named <laughs> yeah, I Yeah. <mean, laughs> so my, de- you know, my decoy, I named him Mr. O and he was like, well, what's that for? He said, Ofer? I said, (laughs) Ofer? Yeah, he said, like, Ofer 20? (laughs) I said, oh, no. I said, that's not really what I named him. I said, he's Mr. Opportunity or Mr. Optimistic. Depends on what day. He's like, well, he's Ofer right now. (laughs) And uh, when when you're having days like that. He called me a smart ass. Oh, yeah. And then you start getting, you know, you sleep-deprived. Yeah, it's great that we get to hunt as much as we do, but it's because of what we do. Anybody can do it. It's just that we sacrifice to do it. We work the off season so much to be able to hunt as much as we do with real work. Um, Our families suffer, but now that's the other part of it that, you know, none of us let suffer. I might hunt. 10 days in a row, and Brody's got a JV game and a varsity game. Four of those days. You're at him. And I'm at him. And then I'm either grabbing him and driving back here and getting back here at one or two in the morning and hog hunting with everybody up at four again. Uh, those are the struggles I've had. I mean, I had a blast, but it's like it's mentally draining. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're not seeing deer. Uh, I mean, hog hunting with a gun should be easy. And I hunted five days. I mean, we hunted two days, driving and kicking them up, and never jumped a hog. And most hog sign I've seen in twenty years this year, we couldn't kick one up, and there was ten of us hunting. And then I hunted. Few days by myself. That thicket we went through tonight. Yeah, I had hogs twenty yards of me. I guess see and, why. And could not get a shot. I could hear him in there, in there with them. Couldn't do anything. Kicked hogs up the next day. Had them in a thicket. Chased them for forty five minutes. Couldn't get a shot. You know. So it's all it, the struggle. I talk about it like a like a real struggle. It's just that struggle to, when that clock alarm goes off at 3.30 or 4, and you saying, man, I'd like to lay here warm-legged. And I do. I mean, I'm guilty of it. That's so nice sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is nice. But most of the time I get up, and I'll I'll lay there and go, man, I think I'm going to sleep in. But then, like five minutes later, I go, Bubby, What if? Yeah, yeah. Get up. That kills me. Get the up whole... and get on the mountain and 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 do what you're supposed to do. I was telling because that. the more times you're in the woods, I've always said it. We talked about it. Yeah, is you're just creating. You're you're putting the odds in your favor. To create an opportunity.
0: I said to the other Josh today when we were out there he's filming me and, and you were texting me and you're like, Hey, you know, gonna get out around eleven to go eat lunch. I'm like I'm like, you know, it's like ten fifty three, I'm like, it's probably okay to go now. I'm like But he, I, I I feel like Every time, you know, if I if I set a date or time and I leave like five minutes early, something happens. And the way my luck's been going, something's gonna happen. I need to stay until that designated time before I even move, you know, a, you know, a fingernail or do anything before I go out. and And, and it's just like you get that ingrained in your head. And, and the Sunday before I came down here is my last day in PA. First Sunday that, you know, we got to hunt. So in Pennsylvania, you can't hunt Sundays, but they gave us three Sundays. Wow, it's great. So anyways, I'm like, this is day 16 at this point in a row of, of hunting, essentially. And I go, I was, uh, my cousin had killed one. We were at camp uh, the night before and everything. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I really don't know where I'm going to go. It's the last day. What do I got to do? You know, set my alarm. All of a sudden, I wake up to my driveway alarm going off and i i wake up i'm like i see daylight and i look out my window and there's a 120 inch eight point chasing doe around my yard and i'm like which you know is a very respectful deer and i was like okay but i i I don't know i just have like for me with with shooting deer it also comes down. it's not just to shoot a buck it's like the experience of it so what i did was side you know make some bacon and eggs and apparently i need some you know some sleep and i've been sleep deprived made some bacon and eggs walked out put my stuff in the truck while that buck had dough locked down like 40 yards off the edge of my yard got in my truck to drive out to deerless nowhere to go (laughs) for the rest of the day i get to my tree putting my bibs on to go up my saddle set up my sticks here goes a buck cruising by me at like 20 yards I'm like i'm late to the party you know and it's just it just grinded me but i got to a point where like my body literally subconsciously i shut off my alarm i don't even remember doing it but apparently at some point because i had three alarms set and they and they were all shut off. Turned so off Like and i really don't remember doing it but i obviously did so something told me i was like I needed to get a little bit of rest and, but it's like, you know, you know, if you're listening to this, you're thinking, Oh man, like it must be nice to be able to do that. And yeah, it's great. Like I'm not, I'm not bitching or complaining, but at the same time, when you do that, something like that for that long, it's no vacation. There's, there's no, and ifs or no, about. it's like,
2: um, take last year, I killed my buck early. You know, it's a great stress relief for one, because we're making content. But then, like, the greatest thing was, was, and I'm sure you remember that cold front that came through. Yeah. And it was, like, single-digit temps. You know, we don't get a whole lot of that here. It was zero negatives. I didn't have to hunt that. Zach pulled, like, a 20-day stretch where they were in the stand every day during the cold. Yeah. Every day. (laughs) And then he's saying— and he don't like that morning bite. He likes hunting in the afternoons, and that's great. But well, that's it's like warm legging time. Mm-hmm. But he's going daylight like to dark. The colder it gets, the colder it gets. The warmer the leg. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. But he's going daylight like dark, and he called me. Man, it's tough. I'd say, baby, you just got you got to keep oh, on. He
1: was my cheerleader. He was a good one.
2: You know, you got you got to keep just going out there and let your feet just numb up the first air and you're all right the rest of the day, you know. But it's, it's I mean, I talked to Farrenbaugh, I think the same day I talked to you, because I was down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was last week. Yeah. And I was like, I, I'm just going to take like three or four days off, you know. I'm just, can't find them. And you and Zach were like, dude. Just look in these areas, do this, it'll be fine. And, but then we, hell, Zach and I both been fighting this damn illness or whatever. We ain't got no COVID or nothing, but just these sinuses and it drags you down. But I stayed after it. I took, I took Monday afternoon
0: off and then I took Tuesday off and it's helped me out tremendously. Yeah. No, and and sometimes you just need that little bit. Like even like that Monday before coming, you know, I drove down later that that afternoon, but I was like, I'm going to sleep until I needed to sleep that morning. You know, I slept till like 730 in the morning, got got good sleep, and I was got up and packed and did all this stuff. And it was just like, just try to get yourself some rest to revive because you're going to run yourself back down into the hole. Right again you know and it's and it's funny because like you know when i was talking to you on the phone there i feel like i have so much clarity with your situation even though i'm not in it of like oh i know josh like he's gonna get it done like that's just what he does but when you're in it you don't you don't see that and you can't like right now i'm doing that my my dad's (laughs) so he started the same time i did you know the 16 days and he's still going and he's just and he's been having he's this week he's really been getting into him and just screwing up and that's even worse when you know you're the one that's screwing up and after that many days it just starts to you know wear on you and well that's what
2: zach was saying i mean you start making bad decisions yeah when you when you start just getting yeah i try to break up an alien turkey season over that yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah like day 12 of grinding turkey on and I shot and missed like an idiot. I mean, made it, a, made it was his, like it was like
2: day twelve that we hadn't heard a turkey,
1: and we hadn't even put a face mask on.
2: No, we're just riding around from daylight to one o'clock.
1: Not bragging, but we're you know as far as southern West Virginia, we can kill some turkeys down here, and and we was struggling, and uh, made a it was a, it was an error that absolutely the first. The first few days would have we would not have made. Um yeah. we got we got antsy and got restless and we just give up um, impatient and I set my gun down, Josh turns the camera off three minutes oh, He's literally standing in the road right here looking at us fifteen yards. So I swing. I had to get my gun and, damn near impossible on a turkey done all this jazz i tore a bush down got up i slammed the gun down like i was just i just boiled over yeah and there were some people eat me up in the comments but there was some coming to my defense too you know and they was like and that we've been there you know and guys will like, go oh, we didn't get on here to see you. throw a temper tantrum but that same guy's probably done the exact same thing yeah. If he hasn't, he just hasn't, he hasn't been in the woods a month.
2: If it's not for turkey hunting, it's deer hunting. I mean, you get out there and you you start questioning whether you're doing the right stuff. Yeah. Should you, could have, you know, should I do this? Should I go here? I mean, I've bounced so much and I think it's hurt me. Um, just chasing you know, trying to find something. I mean, we got a couple deer on camera, but it's like they're nomads, and there's no pattern in here. Is and these mountains is just it's freaking non-existent.
0: Well, yeah, you were you know this this one deer you've been trying to figure out. You know, you were sending me all the waypoints to him, and you're like, "What do you think?" I'm lost, and it's just like he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here, he's here. You know, he's in all different dates and random times, just kind of like moving through, he's covering some serious ground. And it's hard to hard to be able to. But well, then yesterday morning, I showed you the other pin, yeah, and he's
2: you know point uh, eight miles from the, the furthest pin that I had a, a picture of him. He's point eight miles, yeah, down there yesterday morning,
0: and then right back. Today. So how I've typically tried to handle those deer, and I'm gonna tell you why I said typically is like I've learned that especially like when you have history with a deer, it's like, all right, he's gonna show up at some point. I just need to be patient and sit in this spot and wait for it, realizing that there's gonna be deerless sits of like being in this location. And I'd say in the past that has helped that has worked for me. This year that did not work for me. You know, I, I bounced around trees. Like I'm not saying the exact same tree, but like the same, you know, general area kind of playing the wind access, however it was. And, you know, I think I just, I held on to it a little bit too long as far as I should have, you know, he wasn't obviously right there at that point and being able to move. But there's also the standpoint that the way I look at it is like, all right, if, you know, if he likes this area, he's gonna come through. You know, thinking of the rut at some point to come through this this pinch or whatever it is, or check this doe group, and I just gotta be there. But it's really hard to. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it, and 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 you know, I've talked about it with ball before, but it's kind of like you got to understand your own what what you want out of things too, as far as like hunting, not, you know, obviously the end result's the most important, you know, not the most important, but is what you're out there to do. And, but you got to like figure out what you like to do too. Now, not everything's going to be, all oh, everything you like to do, but you know, Zach, you know, loves hunting off the ground and doing that. And he's like, yeah, I just realized I didn't really love hunting out of a tree. And like, you know, if you don't love hunting out of the same tree for, 10 days and you're like i'd rather not hunt than have to do that then it's like okay yeah you don't you you don't do that i don't care to hunt out of a tree
2: i just can't hunt out of the same tree for no very mean multiple days yeah um i don't care to hang i think that well
1: they say that that's the definition of insanity doing the same thing multiple times yeah and getting the same result. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> I did too.
2: You know, I just can't, I can't bring myself to do it. It's like, my thought is, man, I'm just going to go to the deer. You know, I'm not going to sit here and wait for them. Because I think if I'd hang and say, man, I'm going to hang for 15 days from the November 5th, to November 20th, I'm going to get in this tree. I would probably kill that deer. Yeah, but not me, buddy. One of my uncles I'm, is that way. I'm walking this ridge. I'm going down this flat. I'm <laughs> I'm going over here trying to find him. You know, it's, I'm gonna go chase these hogs over here yeah. on this point. Yeah, and I, you
0: find him, and he's over here now. Yeah. It's
2: yeah. just like me hunting up on top of where I was hunting this morning. Of course, that deer hadn't never been up. Well, he was up there in the summer. But he's not been up there, you know, we lost him for six or eight weeks, probably six weeks, and uh he showed up at a camera way far from me to this morning and was you know in daylight, and that tree there if i if I would go down there and hunt that, I would probably kill him and I know that, but I just can't do it. <laughs> That's what's so hard. It's like my, my mental state won't let me just go get in a tree and see I've well, I'm I've, the opposite. I've done I've
1: done the the grind. Yeah. The deerless sets, the knowing. I mean I hunted yeah. deer, I hunted deer for three years. I mean you talked about it before. Yeah. The big buck that I hunted for three years. There was more bears than there were deer. There was definitely more days that I sat and didn't see anything than I did see something. Um And that's that's saying something over a three-year span. Uh, And I ended up, one day, I had an opportunity at him. In all of them three years, I had one day, one morning. Didn't capitalize on it. I was self-filming, and uh, I don't know if I had someone with me that I I may have been able to do something with him, Um, but... I got it steep. Yeah, it was steep. It was just a bad scenario, but... You know, I've been through that grind of, of that Say yeah. I'm not doing And that. he's not gonna do it. Like I'm he not, I'm, like, I'm, he told me like multiple times. He's like, yeah. dude, you're you're crazy.
0: And I can like I don't know what it is, but in Pennsylvania I can do it. And I just know like for me that's what yield results. Whenever I tried bouncing around and I started like hear everybody talking about like the new age of mobile hunting, first sit, your best sit, you know, I've learned for me that's not the way that I'm successful. Every time I did that I felt like I was chasing my tail. That's just me. But then it's funny like you know I, I you know do this in Pennsylvania sit in the same spots and then I come down here I want nothing to do with it. I I was telling Josh when he's filming me today. He I was like we're talking about what we're going to do tomorrow morning. It's like I can either go sit in that pinch or I can sit in glass. I said, "Do you want to know what my what I, what I think is going to happen out of that?" I said, "I go sit in that pinch, I probably have a better shot actually killing a deer if I sit there for the rest of this week." Right. I said but what I'm going to have more fun doing and probably and why see you, more and why have more got and why I got on the lease is to go out and glass them and have a chance. I said, but I don't have a ton of experience of doing this spot and stock thing, and I'm probably going to screw up you know, more times than not. Obviously, that's not the attitude I'm going to go into it. I'm you know, going in and try to kill them, but that's, and that's just my personal opinion of looking at it. It's like I think I could kill – my my strengths have always been sitting in one place and waiting him out, and having the patience of waiting him out so that he's going to come through there, and using history to tell me that he's going to come through there. But you know, there's also the side of it where I'm just like, I'm 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 done with doing that this year. Like I just don't want to do that. I'm, I'd
2: almost guarantee you'd get an opportunity if you sat there all week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but
2: you would. You would. <laughs> but you would have. You would have zero fun. You wouldn't. No, it'd be a long week. You you wouldn't. I mean, it might not be. It might be tomorrow
1: morning, but then it might be,
0: <coughs> yeah,
1: the last day of your hunt. I really, I really the
0: last like thirty shoot, seconds. I'd really like to shoot one tomorrow morning and then just you know go out and.
2: I told y'all look, last look night look that dome. I'd be out of the woods, but ten o'clock this morning, when you texted and said, "Yeah, we'll have lunch," I'm get I'm heading out to the truck. I said, "I'm gonna sit here another ten minutes because it'll take both A long time to get out here, so I sit till like fifteen after eleven, because it's like probably
0: beat me by thirty minutes.
2: Oh yeah, but it's it's like you're sitting there, and I know it's eleven fifteen. I hadn't seen any activity since eight thirty, but I know that's one thing I do know is I'm hunting for fifteen or thirty seconds. All the time that I'm spending out there, it's going to happen in fifteen to thirty seconds that's going to be your opportunity unless it's like walking and you see him walking from way far off, which you don't get to see here. They're usually on you.
0: Yeah. When you're sitting you're in the timber mostly.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you're hunting for a 15 to 30 second opportunity. So 15 minutes is a lot. And so when I knew you weren't coming out, I s Caden was like, you ready? Cause you know, he was jittery. And I was like, we're going to sit here for a little while longer. It's going to be a while before Bo gets out there for lunch. He's like, okay. And I said, you know, eleven fifteen, something like that. Just that little extra just to see. Because you never do know what's
0: gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it is just it's it's wild to, to think about and I don't know. But yeah, the the fun the fun aspect of it too, it's like you know, I enjoy coming out and having lunch and doing that and it's like it's all what what you kinda want. Yeah. Um, that that experience. And and I will there's a good chance I'll be sitting there this week, and, I, and I'd be stupid not to. But I just mean like every day, you know, dark to dark, sitting in that spot. I I just don't I don't know if that's that's what I want to do. I know it's not what I want to do. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be honest. Like it's just not what I want to do. So he Zach could do that very easily. Yeah, I could. If three he weeks knows, ago.
2: if he knows that there's. <laughs> <laughs> that that gonna be that opportunity, I don't have it any I mean i the guys that can do that, I've got a respect for' I mean I've done those long not long grinds like that, but like in Ohio, done nine days straight, daylight, like the dark saddle, just sitting on hedgerows, waiting, and it's just like what am I doing like this this it. this is this ain't, it. this ain't this ain't for me, <coughs> yeah, you know what I mean and and I respect it and I know it'll work. I mean I set nine days and on the ninth day, I got a 15 second opportunity and I put one in the tenderloin on a 165 inch deer. That was my opportunity. I came home. I mean but I it was on the ninth day and it happened. But like, and I had. But you don't have fun doing it. That's right. That's it's what like, I'm going to uh, say. I mean,
1: Back to like Faribault. You know, you don't like doing that. So why do it? You know, if that's not you know, what you like to do. Although that end result is for all of us is to try to, you know, harvest that animal. Yeah. But, you know, if, if I like, if, you know, if Josh likes doing it on the ground and he thinks he can get to that end result, good. If I think. I'm going this direction, and I can do it. I'm going to do it this way. That's you know? right.
2: Do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly that's right. I mean, that's, exactly that's right. the whole thing. It's like, after that, I was like, man, I'm just not. And then I hung on that damn uh, Twin Towers buck and hunted and hunted. And I was like,
1: no, see, he didn't He didn't grind on that one, though.
2: No, I didn't. I mean, I grinded pretty hard. Like my
1: head was spinning off.
2: Early season, I hunted. He was hot. he
1: was doing this, bouncing, and I was like, "Gosh, get in the tree." That's what I want, you know. But he was like, "I'm gonna go down here and do this, and I'm gonna go, over, I'm gonna drop off this <laughs> side." I'm like, "He's on this camera. You go to this camera," and he never would. No, nah, I bounced. I, I said, And I'm, then after like what seven days or something, he spent like seven days up there on that mountain, pretty much, and then he's up here just rambling around, running around on the ground. Spotting and stalking after whatever, I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, ah, "Man, tired of that deer." nine
2: days and saw like four deer. This dude's got brow times this long. I said, oh, I remember him. I said, "I said, I'm not, I'm not doing this no more, man. This ain't no fun."
0: First fifteen minutes of meeting Josh, I feel like I, I, I heard about Twin Towers because it was, it was when I first met you. It was, I think it was a year after that happened, and it was a pretty, oh, yeah, it was sore just- spot. It just, well, it just depleted me. And, uh, well, that's the first, that's
1: honestly the first deer that I knew of Josh, like, even saying, hey, I'm going to kill, you know, naming this deer. When he named it, I was like, oh, shit, what's going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> because he's usually just fly by night, just, I'm going to go out here and, hey, that's a nice deer, I'm killing. I'm going to kill him, you know. Uh, but... For him to name him and, and kind of settle in on that one particular deer.
0: It's weird. I I I, I don't, I mean, I've had it over the, the years of finding a specific deer that I really want to hunt. And this year I was like pumped because I really didn't have one. I just wanted to hunt. And then like middle of October, for some reason, and I've had this deer for a couple of years. He just showed up and he just gave me this angle and this look. And like, and he was actually like. I thought really killable on a cold front in October and I just got obsessed and then it just carried on through the rut and I couldn't take my, my mind off of this deer. And I'm sitting there and would be like day after day, not seeing a single deer. And I'm like, he's going to come through here. He's going to come through here yeah. at some point. And then just, but I've seen him here do Here I am.
2: He goes and says, Hey, I'm going to hunt this deer. And he lays on it. And I, after doing Twin Towers hunting those days, um, I just said I'll never do it again. And like the deer I'm hunting now, the reason why I'm hunting those deer now is because that's what we got to hunt for restrictions on the lease. It's not like, you know,
1: Oh, yeah, you would have definitely done bounced. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Had it not been for the restrictions. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: he'd have audiosed a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't have been laying and trying to find these deer. I would have been at the overlook every day. You and Bo would be out there rubbing (laughs) elbows. Yeah, (laughs) I'd have my camping chair popped out, spot and scope set up every day. I'm going to go chase that one today. I'm going to go chase that one until something happened but with restrictions there's only so many of those deer that you can say i'm gonna hunt now with you coming down here my opinion is is you want to spot and stalk because it gives you the best opportunity to one see deer and then two be able to go after them in a short span you know with us we live here, here we're on the mountain just about every day so you have an opportunity to go hang glass, you know, you get the whole mixture depending on what the deer are telling you
0: yeah. they're doing. Yeah, when Josh was coming, he's like, what do I need to bring as far as stuff? I was like, you know, your saddle and whatever else. And I was like, to be honest, I've been here for three years. I haven't been in a tree yet, but there's always that opportunity. There's that chance. You Every know, morning I, but-
2: the, the, the interns ask, what do we need? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a plan i do have one but it's going to change when we get on the mountain <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: they was talking about a plan the other day and
1: i, I googled plan <laughs> yeah. i sent the wikipedia the the yeah. definition
2: he said there's none of this that has josh's name bite <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it uh you know caden and them, they killed a deer
0: i know they did That's right awesome.
2: here right here at the shop and saw a bunch of deer, and they were worried about setup and stuff. And that with this creek, yeah, I was like, boys, just be downstream, doesn't matter what the wind's doing, ain't nothing gonna wash your those thermals. Pulling this creek, they're gonna pull you down. And my god, they saw a bunch of deer. First interns they ever killed deer is that, Here. The, is that the first one, yeah.
0: Yep. who is who is the last one that really put in or do they all put in a lot of effort
2: no honestly these guys have got to hunt more
0: harry put
1: in some time no, I harry thinking, harry, yeah, H- I say H-
2: harry, H- harry did he did yeah he got
1: he hunted he some. did but harry would like like if we if for some reason like josh today hey, i'm not gonna hunt this morning i'll be over at 11 o'clock to pick you up and we'll go on a mountain Harry was, he was hitting the woods, you know, he wasn't one of these. was like, oh yeah, okay. Go back to sleep for a few hours. No, he was going to hit the woods. Uh, So he put in some time up there. Yeah, he did.
2: He just didn't, didn't have no opportunities. Um, But he's, he's probably hunted him, him and these boys here got to hunt the most. Uh, You know, when uh, Jake and them were down here, uh, he pretty much just grinded on the camera and then Lane was our first one. he grinded on the camera because we only had one back then, so Lane was getting railroaded, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean he grinded uh, uh Lane did he was with all of us every day, and he's a grinder, yeah, oh, he's a killer too yeah i mean he he can he gets after it and stays after it um we've been pretty fortunate. With the interns, yeah, we've not had any like terrible ones. Even the even the ones that um, not bad, but like stuck it out. And you talk to them at the end, and you would be like, "Man, you have any questions? What'd you figure out?" They go, "Josh, we figured out that this is not what we want to do. <laughs> we do not want to work in the outdoor industry." I say, "Well, I told you in the beginning that you might love the outdoors, but this is a different." This is a different level. Yep. When you're out here every day, but for the most part, all of them have done good. I mean, Harry's with uh, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jake started his own company, freelancing. He does a lot of good things. Lane's got his own channel; it's doing good. And the guys that didn't want to do it, they just ain't doing it. That's just as important. Yeah. You know, when you don't want to do. Oh it. yeah. Yeah. Figuring figuring it out. Uh, I think Hagen's got his own channel. Um, so yeah, who knows? Well, maybe I'll go intern for somebody.
0: You can come with me. Yeah. You paying? No. Uh, I like him paying gigs. (laughs) We'll see see how he does. You know, it's gotta be, it's gotta be rated depending on his camera skills. Yeah. If he could sit in a tree for a long time. Man, I'm gonna tell you what I ain't sitting there in a the tree with you
1: all day. <laughs> I have to give him credit though; he's pretty agile, and to be fifty
2: and dude, I ain't fifty. You're real close. I am close, real close. He still does pretty good.
0: Oh, he is awesome. Every time I've been in the woods with him, out there crushing it. Other than he's he does dye his beard he and also, hair sometimes. Now. He also crushes his
1: knees sometimes, but yeah,
2: hey, I I like just for men I'm trying to get that rip look
1: hmm. you know you're a, yeah. bit, you're a little bit discolored for the rip look
2: <laughs> hey you know i just try to take care of it manicure it look the best i can look i can't believe y'all none of y'all have said anything to me dude it's because you got face paint that, well, I'm
1: glad that, that you brought the face you, paint up because this video, this camera is pointing right at me, and people probably think I like come right out. of no, no, nine it, in the mine no, or I something. Think,
2: I think you left it on there to try to show that like, I went today. That? that you went to some beard. <laughs> it looks like you got some beard. He's got a Fu Manchu man. Oh yeah, he's got. He looks like a. Uh, 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 did you ever watch Chips?
0: You Chippin, don't remember
2: Pull that mic up a little bit. Did you ever watch Chips? Chippendale. No, Chips. Not Chippendale. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) The guy from Chippendale's had one, too. He probably did. But you ever watch uh, Super Troopers? Yeah. That's what he looks like when he don't have no face paint on. He left that face paint on because you can't see his Fu Manchu. He's got these big handlebars come down. He said, I'm just trying to change my luck. This is the first time I've seen my chin
1: since I was 17 years old.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you look different when you came through the door. No doubt. I wasn't, I, wasn't, no I, doubt. Wasn't, I wasn't figuring it out at first. <laughs> you, you need to cut off the sides and just go the just full rut stash. Go stash. It's obviously been working out for me this year.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I thought
2: about just taking mine and just cutting mine. Well, see, to... the
1: deal is, I didn't even know this, but Dylan, Dylan Hazen, he shot us a message the other night and he's like, I think he just kind of come up with this on his own. Maybe him and you Jock- uh, We talked. Y'all uh, talked about it. Okay. Yeah. So, so what happens is if I kill a deer with this goofy looking face that I've got right now, then he's
2: got to do what I've done. But I ain't going to do that. You I, have to. I'm going to cut this off and then leave my side. My, no. My you, pork, no. Chops. It'll like, um, pork chops. it look
1: like pork chops. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Chris
2: Pratt? Was that his name? The dude off of uh, speaking like he's dead. Guardians of the Galaxy. What? It's Chris Pratt. Oh, that is Chris Pratt. No, a no, runner. no. He's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah.
1: No, what's this guy's name? He got in some trouble hunting. No, dude. Chris Pratt. No. Yes. Do you remember what his sideburns and stuff used to be oh, yeah. like? Back big lane chops.
2: Yeah, dandies. Yeah. 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 No, not. Trying to emulate Chris Backus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your boy is going to sleep over here at the wheel. Yeah, he,
2: he's he's running on a couple hours of sleep. <laughs> Me too, man. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we Dude, should. It just uh, you're in West Virginia. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you just got to take it all in, bro. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we should probably end this. I gotta upload all this stuff tonight, <laughs> and then shower and go to well, bed. It's midnight, Bo. And then oh We're my, it started. is midnight, isn't it? And I, I got to kill deer in the morning and do all that, dragon. So. Well, you got plenty of help. Yeah.
1: That's a good thing. I I'm, You're not on PA Public Land down here. You got plenty of help. Yeah, I know, and
0: I appreciate
1: yeah. that. But, like, that bear this evening— you y'all was on your own.
2: <laughs> Zach made, I told him. Zach I said did a business
1: decision. He I said, said which way to go. He, he said which way to go, John. I no, went over the hill. I said that's not what I asked. I said which way. He said Uh, down that towards the holler. I said okay, just holler at me later. <laughs> Especially when he said well, Bo's coming around, Sean's gonna come around. I was like, all right, just holler at me later.
2: Oh, I heard you on the phone. He wasn't wanting no part of that hillside.
1: No, I put I put plenty of miles in on it, God-forsaken hillside.
0: Well, with that being said, let's close this one off. Anyone that's listening, I would say head over to YouTube, subscribe to the Untamed if you haven't checked them out yet. Um, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Anywhere else that you want to direct anybody?
2: My OnlyFans account, if, if you're interested. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
1: I just want to know what kind of content's on there. No, you wouldn't. No, <coughs> it'd be it'd be weird. Bo really didn't know what to say. There. Yeah, I,
0: I was just a split like, second. He
1: was like, "Oh, Jesus!"
0: Once I'm I'm out, I didn't have any words to say. I was I was trying to think of what to say. It'd Be just a bunch of ground hunting content. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'd be some ground hunting
1: content on there. Uh,
0: well zach josh thanks for coming on always fun man. It, man yeah uh, it's always a good time awesome thanks
2: thanks so much for listening to this episode of east meets west hunt with your host Bo Martonic. for more great content and to stay up to date visit eastmeetswesthunt.com, facebook at east meets west outdoors and instagram at east meets west hunt if you enjoyed today's episode please review and subscribe and we'll catch you next time